Did you hear that, Fred? No, what was that? It sounds like a cuckoo clock. I believe it's time for another message. Well, we better get in the cab and grab our listeners and head on down the road. For Church on the Road Radio. Here we go. up driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels lord that's the lonely sound i spend all day chasing that old white line i've been on the road so long i've lost track of time now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive i have the white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day that I die I said hey Friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org, or you can call us at 618-383-2107. That's my partner, Fred Mooney. And I'm excited to be here. And We've got a new uh, new guest here, Richard Anderson, all the way from Indianapolis. Hey, Richard Anderson, he's, he's, he's a great guy. He's a truck driver, songwriter, singer, preacher. Uh, what else do you do, Richard? Well, I say yes, dear, a lot. <laughs> I 
hear you there. <laughs> yes, Lord. Oh. I will, Lord, you know. Happy, happy wife, happy life. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us all about yourself, Richard. Okay. Uh, well, I, first of all, thank you very much for having me on, on your, your program and making this program for, for my radio audience and stuff. And we're excited to be here in, yeah. in, 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 uh, with Lonesome Road Ministries. But uh, yeah, I'm in the trucking business and uh, still still got a couple of trucks and and uh, go way back way back back in the 70s, you know. When, yeah. And we, we you and I were talking earlier today That's about right. uh, the trip leasing and uh, you know running them old junk trucks up and down the road and having to get a load back home because you didn't have the money to get back home and working on those old trucks stuff out on the road and stuff. But but uh, I grew up in a in a family of uh, a large family of six of us kids and my dad was a he was a truck driver and in a demolition and then built his own church. And, wow. And so I grew up as a as a PK, a preacher's kid. Preacher's kid. Yeah. Oh, and man. probably my aunt used to call me the John Dillinger of Steinsville. <laughs> oh, I, I love PKs. <laughs> I used to party with PKs before I got saved. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, uh, yeah, we rolled up in a, in a Pentecost church, and so we done a lot of shouting and singing and praising God. And I learned to play the drums in church, and uh-huh. learned to play guitar in church, and and uh, got some God gave me some songs, and and uh, so we we experienced some some powerful powerful services, and and I got instilled into me as a young child, you know, the power of prayer. Yeah, and I got uh, my dad gave me. A, three things in, in life that he really gave me. He wasn't really highly educated, he, but he was he was an awesome worker. He was an awesome preacher. He, he knew the Word of God. He studied it. And uh, he, he wasn't college educated or anything, but, man, that, that he was a true man of God, you know. Amen. And so he instilled the Word of God into our lives. He, he instilled uh, a way to make a living. I, I learned my trucking from him and added to it. Uh, he was in the demolition business, so I learned to scrap. I learned my medals and stuff really well. And then music, you know, through the church and stuff. And I was playing drums, like I said, at 10 years old. Yeah. And uh, so we, we learned that. And then I, I, I got where I could really, I could play. And so at about 15 years of age, these guys around the local thing, there they the local bands and people. I'd be out, you know, 15-year-old wild child preacher kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd seen it all, you know. And uh, so I started playing out in the honky tonks and stuff, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and these guys were all older than me, sneaking me into the bars and stuff, <laughs> and uh, and of course I didn't do no drinking or nothing like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I had my share of that stuff. Right. But, uh, but right. anyways, uh, that's it come from a very musical family. All my sisters and brothers played music, and and uh, it got down to where we had my two older brothers played guitar, my sisters played pianos and organs, and uh, and bass and stuff, and then they needed a drummer, so yeah. you know that's where the drums come in at. And Dad bought me my first set of drums, and but uh, we've got the opportunity to play with some, like kind of like you, you know, some different places. And, and the music has taken me places. I've got to tour across the United States with some different folks and stuff. But yeah. but now we've come down. I sat behind my dad for like forty years playing the drums in church and supported his ministry. And he was he was getting up in age and he was ready to to retire and so i took the church and uh, stepped into it and i mean i stepped into it and i, I you know it's easy to sit back and watch somebody else do something you got into the ministry uh you you followed in your father's footsteps yes sir so you're a songwriter yeah a singer yes 
whole family as songwriters and singers. Right. Let's talk about uh, some of the songs that you've written. Well, yeah, I have a gospel CD here that uh, my sister and I put together. Uh-huh. And the title track of the album is called Family of Faith, and it talks about our mother. Uh, some really good stuff. Connie wrote that song. I, I wrote, uh, I haven't written near as many songs as you've wrote, but uh, five, five of the songs on this album I wrote. And uh, But my sister wrote a song called He's a Miracle Worker. Okay. And it talks about the miracles uh, that God has done. And I, I know that I've experienced some miracles in my life. I mean, true, I can actually say they were miracles, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was terrible. I was involved in a terrible accident one time down in Florida. A drunk driver ran into the back of my trailer and killed the girls with him and stuff. And it was it was just such a terrible situation that you know it just makes you. And when the lawyers get a hold of this stuff, they make you look like everything but a human being, you know. <laughs> but God rescued me out of that situation, and I come through it and and made it through it. But Connie wrote this song, Miracle Worker. And I don't know, maybe you could play it for your audience, you let's, know? Uh, let's play that song, and then we're going to talk about uh, some miracles that that God has given you. Okay. All right? All right. All right. Here, here is... Uh, Connie Anderson-Smith-Holt, and she wrote this song. He's a miracle worker. All right. Here it is. Show my way, and he may. 
was Miracle Worker. By my sister, Miss Connie. What a great song. He is a miracle worker. That's off of the Family of Faith CD. And this is Richard and his family put this CD together. Some great original music. Hey, we're going to hear some more music from uh, Richard Anderson. But you said you had a story about a miracle and a billfold. So why don't we hear that story right now? Yes. I got to hear this. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, and. Uh, I mean, it's it's such an amazing thing. My dad was still alive at the time. He's passed away. I was with him the night he passed away. But and he done a little bit of everything. He done everything from demolition to trucking to farming. He had done some farming. So I swung by the church is like fifty miles from Indianapolis, down in southern Indiana, just just west of Bloomington, Indiana. And he was farming this about a ten acre field. He was farming. So I stopped by to say hi, and he said, hey, why don't you get on this tractor? And he says, I'm disking these corn stalks in here. And he said, help me disk this up. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, he says, I, I need to run in town and do something. So I got on the tractor, and I'm disking. I'm disking all the field. I'm on it for, I don't know, an hour or so, disking this field up. And uh, he comes back, and I get off the tractor and say, oh, it's a lot of fun. He said, I appreciate the help. And I get to looking around. I said, hey, well, I've lost my billfold. And... Uh, I had bought a truck, a cab over Peterbilt, off a friend of mine in Indianapolis, a good friend of mine, and he sold it to me on contract. And I had that truck payment in cash money in that billfold. Wow. And, you know, it's, 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 this is back, this has been back, I don't know, 20 years ago. So, you know, 25 years ago. And it was, it was a difficult period in my life. The money was tight. And that, that $750 I had in my billfold, was a lot of money yeah, you bet and you. it was cash <laughs> you bet you <laughs> and i was going to go up and pay him you know meet him i always made him at the truck up and i always paid it early you know and uh so uh you know he was good enough to sell me this truck on on contract just between him and i and oh, i was just worried sick about it so i got to have that money that's all i got you know this is a truck payment you know so uh, i said well i don't know what i'm gonna do we looked and we couldn't find that bill fold and, and uh and the devil always puts a doubt. A man pulled up and said, oh, you'll never find that billfold. I said, that's a 10-acre field. You'll never find it. It's gone. I said, you know, I'm going to go down to church. And I'm going to get my mom, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to pray. Yeah. Yep. So I went down. I got mom. I said, Mom, I said, I've lost that billfold up there. I was disking that field up. And I said, well, I disked it up to him. And I mean, I turned that stuff into powder almost. You know, it was. <laughs> and I said, that billfold's out there in that field somewhere. And I said, I got my truck payment in that. And I need that money. And then, you know, it's, times, are, times are tough here, you know. She said, well, let's go out in church and pray. So we went out in the church and we prayed. Man, I got down on my knees and I prayed and I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, I got to have that. I got to have that bill for it. Lord, you know, I, I need this. And the, and the power of God come down and he spoke. Uh, to, I don't know if you guys ever experienced interpretation or not. Oh, yeah. And the unknown tongue. But the power of God come through and, it, and the God spoke to me in an optimal voice. Oh, my. Through my mother, through interpretation. Yeah. Tongues interpretation, and he said, "That billfold's in that field, and you're going to find that billfold. It's not far. Go look for it." Boy, it pumped me up. 
I jumped back in the car and I went back up to that thing and I worked all over that field. I looked, I looked, I looked. And I looked for, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes walking over that field. And boy, the longer I looked, the more mm-hmm. I got down. I said, oh man, this is rough. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Lord, did, was that really you talking to me? Was this really real? Did, did you really? That same, same guy was still there. He says, you're not going to find that billfold. It's gone, son. It'll be a miracle if you find that. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to go back down and pray again. I said, we serve a big God. You know, and we do serve a big God. Yes, we do. He, he you know, that, that little $650 or $750, th- God owns the cattle upon a thousand hills, you know, and all the gold and all the silver belongs to him and the fullness of the earth because he created it, right? So I go back down. And I said, Mom, we got to pray again. I got down on my knees and I cried out and I prayed. The Lord come and spoke in an audible voice. The uh, interpretation, tongues and interpretation. He says, that billfold is not far. You're going to walk out into the field and you're going to say, well, there it is. You're going to walk out there and pick it up. I said, all right, God, I believe you. I got faith to believe you. I'm going to find that billfold. So I'm all pumped up again. I mean, this I'm shortening it down, but I mean, yeah. we, we, we pray. I went back up and I looked for that billfold again. And I looked and I looked and I looked and I didn't find it. And that same guy said, I, you're not going to find this billfold, son. It's gone. It, it, it's just, it will be an absolute miracle of God if you find that billfold. I said, you know, I just, I just think I'm going to find it. I just, the Lord said, I was going to, I, I'm going to go down and pray again. <laughs> so I went back down to the church and we prayed again. The Lord said, you're going to walk out into that field. You're going to say, there it is, and you're going to pick that billfold up. I went back up to that field. Dad was on the tractor disking again. And that same guy said, Rich, you're not going to find that billfold. It's gone. <laughs> and I looked at him and I thought, boy, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, you know. I looked over and that billfold stood up like a yellow sponge mushroom. <laughs> and it like, like it was just looking right at me and just kind of, Flutter and said, "Here I am, come and pick me up." I walked over and I picked that billfold up, and the disc blades had run through that. The leather it was one of those truck driving billfolds, yeah. big old long about that oh, long. Yeah, it was cut in three different places. Money was cut in half, and I opened up my driver's license, you know, and all yeah. that stuff, and and that cash money's in there. I said, "Well, there it is." And I walked over and I picked that thing up, and there it was. God knew where it was at all the time. Of course, He did. Amen. He knew it was that he just wanted me to build my faith yeah. and call upon his name. And, you know, I'm sure that people have experienced things like that. Sometimes uh, when we don't reach out and talk to the Lord, sometimes he gets our attention. He sure got my attention that day. And that was, that was one miracle in my life that it was a miracle, you know. And people tell me, it's going to be a miracle if you find it. It'll be an absolute miracle. Well, I never forgot that, you know. And when I get the financial situations these days, you know, I know a lot of people are just barely getting by, and and you know, this thing it takes a hundred dollars to do what ten dollars used to do. Mm-hmm. 
But back then, that that seven hundred fifty dollars, sure. man, that was that was like seventy five thousand dollars to me. It was <laughs> it was an awesome amount of money, you know. And I I owed that for that, and I wanted to pay that on time, pay that debt, you know. Sure. So that that's reminds the story me <laughs> of a story in the Bible, the parable of a lost coin. Yeah, there you go. So you rejoiced after that, didn't you? Oh man, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I I, I celebrated and. Uh, and I paid my truck payment, and I paid that truck off. And then he said, you don't so good on this, and I'm going to sell you another one. <laughs> so yeah. I bought another truck, and I paid it off. And then his brother said, hey, you treated my brother so good, I got a truck I want to sell you. So they oh, spread, yeah. you know? Yeah. So the blessings of that, and I honestly believe, I look back on it nowadays, and, well, the $750 don't mean as much to me nowadays as it did back then. But it's still, you know. It's God still blesses, and He has He's blessed, and He's increased, and He's and He's made a way, and and all the remnants of that, that from that that billfold being lost, built my faith, uh, and it built my trust in God, you know, and it, it's it was a miracle to me. It was just an absolute miracle, you know. And I don't think I would have ever found it if I hadn't really just searched and and you know depend well, upon the Lord for His. The, the life lesson there is worth more than the seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. You learn to depend upon the Lord. Priceless, yes. Psalms, he says, uh, when trouble comes, call on me, and I will save you, and you will honor me. So that, I, I think about that all the time, about a lot of people, $750 isn't very much. Right. But to you at that time, it was the world. Oh, man, it was a bunch. And that's, that's all I had, you know. I know. I've been and I there. owed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a question though. What did the naysayer, the guy that kept saying you won't, you won't find it? What did he have to say? <laughs> well, he he had he had to say, well, man, that was that's a miracle of God, you know. Yeah. But that's but that's the way people are. They're so easily persuaded. You know, as long as things are going good, you know, it's like God on the mountain. When, you know, it's easy when things are going good. It's easy. To, oh yeah, it's my God. But get down in that valley, and then. But keep that, that's the reason why you've got to be rooted into the Word of God. You know, I, I'm always telling people, read the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, memorize the Word of God. It's hard for me to remember as I get older, you know, and stuff. But, but the foundation that was put into me, that's the reason why our children today are not getting it like we got it. I, I, I mean, I was, my dad preached somewhere for two years before he built his church. He preached somewhere every night. He, he was holding revivals. He was going somewhere. Six of us kids, he would pile us in this little Corvair. You know how small? Oh. Oh, uh, my lads. And we put our guitars and, and, and that bass fiddle, stand-up bass fiddle, he'd strap it on top, and the Corvairs had, the engine wasn't in the front, it was in the back. Oh, no. Yeah. Fill that trunk full of guitars and amplifiers, put the bass yeah. fiddle on top, and take the six kids, and he would yeah. preach somewhere. Uh, I remember telling my first... I well, you, it'd be neat if you had a video of that. <laughs> oh, man. I still got the bass fiddle. It's still hanging up in the church. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, my, uh, I end up flunking first grade because they keep us out so late, and I'd sleep during school, you know. And my, I met my first grade teacher years, years uh, not too long ago, probably ten years ago, and she said, "Yeah," she said, "Richard," I said, "I said you were my first grade teacher, and you flunked me." She goes, "Well, you slept in class all the time." I, I said, "I did." She said, "Yeah." You said, "I said, Richard, why are you sleeping?" Said, well, my mom and daddy kept me out last night real late. I'm just tired, you know, just a little boy, six year old boy, you know. Yeah, so that. Uh, you know that's that's when I quit the road. Was when my when my son started school. I told my wife, I said, 
God did not give me this wonderful family to drag them around, and he's got to get enough sleep to go to school. And so I found a, a church, and I got active in the church. And I, I sympathize for for people that don't get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah, but the education I got through the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah. Um, and the stability of life, you know, being able to stand and I don't, and the, Gary and I were talking about people who are down the road and stuff. You know, there's a lot of salesmen. There's lots, lots of people, not just drivers. You know, that travel the road and stuff. And there's a lot of things that happen to you out there, and you have to be, you have to be cautious about things. And yes, but you're, you, you know, you're away from, you're sacrificing from your family and stuff. And I did that for years and years and years. But if I hadn't had the stability in 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 in, in graining of God's word into my life. Even that short period of time for about four years I was out as a kid. At 19 years of age, I turned my, myself back to the Lord, and I started raising my family in church and stuff, you know. That rooted foundation of God's Word, that's what did it. So, sure. And people out there listening, I, I encourage you to take your children to church, yep. teach them the principles of God's Word, and then live a Christian life in front of them. I've seen so many that's people That's the main that, thing. That is the main thing. Yes. Is your every day your actions is teaching them? They're living epistles, you know. Watch the people daily, you know. They're not just to be a hearers of the word, but what? Be a doers of it. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, right. and, well, that is something. The miracle of billfold. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to find out uh, all about uh, Pastor Rich, his uh, salvation experience. Uh, everybody's got one. I know he grew up a, a pastor's kid, but there had to be a time when he walked that aisle and gave his heart to the Lord uh, and surrendered his life completely and totally uh, to the Lord. You had to surrender to, to pastor. So yeah. there's got to be a salvation story in there somewhere, and we're going to hear that uh, after we hear another song by uh, Pastor Rich and and what song what is it you'd like to play before we well before we dive deep into your story? All right. Well, I, I love all kinds of music. Yeah. As a drummer, as you know, you play all different kinds. I love jazz. I love rock and roll. I like country. I love gospel. And I, I like bluegrass, too. Yeah. And I wrote a song. It's called When We Reach the Other Side. And it has a bluegrass flavor to it. I recorded this in Indianapolis. And I'm playing the drums on it and singing it. And my good friend Joe Jackson's playing lead guitar. And uh, why don't we play Reach the Other Side, and it, it talks about, you know, when we reach the other side. Okay. And, here. Uh, here is uh, Reach the Other Side, and this is off of your CD. My Family Faith CD. My Family Faith CD. Can they... Can people buy these or, or? Well, they can. Yeah, maybe they could get it, get it through you or something. Okay. You know, All maybe right. we can uh, give you a. You can get some copies made here and stuff. Maybe we, they, if they want to support Lonesome Road Ministries or something, they can. This would be a. So they can probably get one of these for a donation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I like that. All right, a donation to Lonesome Road Ministry, and uh, I'll mail you a copy of Rich Family Faith album. Family Faith album by uh, the Anderson family. Yeah, and uh, this is all original music that we wrote. All original. So we don't have to worry about that, and we're playing the instruments on this stuff, and there's, you heard some of it. There's some pretty good stuff on yeah, here. Yeah, you might even hear it on Lonesome Road Radio. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, here is Reach the Other Side. When we reach 
When we reach the other side With the Holy Ghost in pride When we reach the other side And when we walk to heaven's door Yeah, when we walk to heaven's door When we walk to heaven's door We won't worry all the more When we reach the other side Take the master's hand When we take the master's hand As we step on the promised land When we reach the other side And when we see our friends again Oh, when we see our loved ones again When we see our friends again Well, the joy will never end When we reach the other side Christ and Lord, when we reach the other side, and when he sets upon his throne, when Jesus sets upon his throne, when God sets upon his throne, he will know his very own, when we reach the other side. Side with the Holy Ghost and pride when we reach the other side. Can I tell you one more miracle? One more miracle? Go ahead. <laughs> one more miracle. And this is just the last one that happened. And it has to do with an airplane. Okay. He's also a pilot. Yeah, I like airplanes. Yes. I want to hear this. And, and this, you know, and, and I just got my pilot license. I'm 66 now. I got my pilot license last May when I was 65 on Mother's Day. Wow. Got, it was on Sunday on Mother's Day. And that was a miracle for me to be able to do that at, you know, my age and stuff. And uh, I told my wife, I said, I always wanted to fly. She said, yeah, I know. You talk about it. You watch a lot of that stuff. I said, you know, I'm praying that God will give me the ability to get my private pilot license. And I said, not only that, I want an airplane, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> she said, well, that'd be a miracle, wouldn't it? I said, yes, it would. It would. I said, but God has worked miracles in my life. And I said, you know, I have to be careful for what I ask for. Because he says, you have not because you don't ask. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I know you've experienced that. I have. You know, and, and, you know, sometimes, but he says, come boldly before his throne. You know, God is a big, big God. Amen. And he, he wants us to come boldly before. If you are living 
a Christian life, and you're living uh, according to the statutes and commandments of God's holy word, and you're his child, you know, it's for, he wants us to be blessed. God wants us to be blessed, you know, and, you know, there's, there's lots of scriptures in the Bible about, about personal wealth and finances. There's over 2,250 scriptures in this Bible that God talks about blessings, personal wealth, and finances, and it's important to us. But the blessing of this pilot license was I made a vow to God. Lord, you help me get my pilot license because you can't believe the studying and stuff that you got to do for that. I mean, it, it goes from everything yeah. from the engine of the plane, which I didn't have no problem with that because I'm mechanical. I've always had to work on my old trucks, and I've changed motors and transmissions and lots of tires and clutches and all that stuff in the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> so, but but the you know the clouds and the and the uh, the different temperatures and stuff you got to know and your proper procedures and then flying the thing you know you got to know how to get it up and get it down you know <laughs> that's pretty important uh, it'll come it, down on some yeah yeah you cut that swallow <laughs> it's gonna come down <laughs> but getting it down safely yeah. that's another thing so that miracle of it so i i uh, i had some opposition on it. the devil was fighting me on that and you know if you didn't do everything that that the good old boys wanted you to do at the airport, you know, the guys had been out there for 40 years, and if you didn't do it their way, it wasn't the right way, you know. But anyways, God blessed me with, first of all, I took, I took the knowledge test. And I went online and took a thing through King, John and Martha King School out of California, and I studied it, and you could buy the course, and just you could study it on your computer. You could do, work on it at midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning. You could do whatever, you know, you could just go through that and study it. And I studied it hard. And I passed my general knowledge test on the aviation part of it. When I passed that, I went and took my physical, my aviation physical. And believe it or not, the DOT physical is more strict than the aviation physical. <laughs> wow. It is. Yeah, I wasn't. For third class medical. Yeah. Now, the first class aviation is a little stricter, but just a regular third class to fly an airplane. Yeah, I'd not, never guess that. The I... blood pressure requirements are lower than what they are if you're driving a truck. You know, for a class A. I'm a DAV driver for the disabled American veterans, yeah. and we have a physical that's actually harder than the truck driver's physical. And I don't understand it because all we do is drive minivans. You know? So long story short, about, about the airplane pilot certificate, the certification of that, I took that physical, I passed it, then I went and bought me a plane. I found a plane, and, and God led me to this plane. And I got a good deal on it. You know, you can buy these little planes for like a hot rod. You know, you can, now they're now they've went up since I bought mine. You know, they're they're twice, three times as much as what it was. So it was everything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything went up. But trying to find somebody to train you in your own plane, mm-hmm. most of these people want you to go to their school, fly their planes. You yeah. know, so they really they're they don't want to mess with you. Yeah. So I was trying to find somebody to train me, and I found this guy, and we went up and. He was needing the money, and I said, look, man, I'll pay you in cash. Every time we get done, as soon as we get done, I'll, I'll pay you in cash. Write your check right there on the spot, whatever. So I wrote him a check first time and said, from Richard Anderson Trucking, to made it out to him. And he took it home and showed it to his dad. He said, look, man, this guy, he's, 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 a, he's a truck driver, man. He's just got, you know, and, and, and this just so happens, this guy's dad was an owner-operator. Oh, well. And he said, you know this guy? He said, yeah, I know him. I probably shouldn't let this out, but um, <laughs> I got a nickname, Uh-oh. and my older brother did this to me. You probably got one too. Uh, you don't got one. Anyway, she said that that's old Dink. I know him. We're old trucking buddies. 
<laughs> and he said, you know him? He said, yeah. He says he's a good guy. He said, he bought a truck off of John Wright. And he said, he paid for it. He said, yeah, he'll pay you, man. He's good. So we were locked in. Uh-huh. This guy was training me. His dad and I were old truck driving buddies. Yeah, amazing. And we got up in that plane, and, man, we had a blast. He, and we'd done it. He trained me, and then he said, let me fly this thing. I'd let him fly it for a while. <laughs> we, we had a blast, you know. So that's the way God works. That was a miracle. It is a miracle. And I got, I went up with the, my DPE, the federal guy, the designated pilot examiner, and he took me up for two hours. We flew around that thing for two hours, and he put the foggles on me, made me close by, took control, turned that thing almost upside down, said, you I could fly it, you know. We got back on Sunday, on Mother's Day last year in 2000, what is it, 22. He said, congratulations, Rich, you're now a certified pilot. <laughs> All right. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, that was a miracle. I mean, at 65 years of age, go through that and do that. That is uh, you know that many, is a miracle on so many levels at that age. Especially. And, you know, and it's, it's like, and so with God, all things are possible. That's right. You know, it's, you know, saying, well, I could never do this. Yeah, you can. You just, it's like Brother Gary and the radio show. I was listening to it. And I'm really intrigued about it. I think, man, it'd be a miracle if we could ever get to that level. How many millions of CDs have you passed out? We're... Right at three million CDs. Three million CDs. I mean, that's just that's a miracle, you know. Think about that. I've worked for record companies that didn't, didn't put out that many. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it, that's a that's a miracle of God. You, if you think about, and the people that you've met, yeah, and the souls and people turned their life over to the Lord. It has been quite a ride. How many people have turned their life to Christ, and, and that you never hear from? Yeah. They've just repented going down the road, you know, and, 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 and cried out to our Creator and, and made that, that conversion, you know, from, from sinner to, to the, being the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just amazing. I was telling you earlier, I got a call from a guy the other day, and, and uh, he was talking about giving his heart to the Lord. And, and uh, I said, when did you do that? He said, oh, it was about... 20 years ago, he, he, <laughs> he said, I've been listening to you for 20 years. And I said, you're just now calling me? <laughs> he said, yeah, I never had no reason to call you before. I believe he's the king of procrastinators. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's people out there like that that's, that you never hear from or right. that uh, one day you will hear from them. Yeah. You just never know. But God is in the miracle business and. He is amazing, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. And now we're going to dive into Rich Anderson's life uh, from the beginning until where he's at right now, because he is—he is a—he's a preacher's kid. Uh, he's pastoring a church. He's a truck driver. He's a songwriter. He's a singer. Uh, he's God has him doing so many things. He does radio programs. Uh, he's on the radio in Indian. Where you Out of Bloomington, Indiana, Spirit ninety five. Yeah, Bloomington, Indiana. So uh, let's start with uh, you. Grew up a preacher's kid, and you got away from the Lord. Uh, you was playing in bars and stuff. You you talked about that. Okay. Where when was it that you had that point that you, God just completely turned you around and put you on the path? that you're on now, pastoring a church and, and doing all that. I mean, there has to be that turning point. Okay. Well, I'm handing you a CD now. You see that? That's my brother-in-law beside Connie there. That's yeah. Willie. Okay. Uh, Willie married my older sister, Connie, and Willie's passed on. Now, he, he worked at GE. He ended up getting cancer, and it got him. But he was in Florida, and I had just got married. I'm 19, 
I'm actually just 18, get ready to turn 19, and I got a baby on the way. You know, yeah. Willie's from Florida, and they're down there, and they're having a hard time. And my sister's homesick, and my dad tells Willie, he said, Willie, you know, you're called into the ministry. He said, you're down there in Florida. Why don't you come back home? Hold me a revival here at the church. Play some music, and you guys get settled in, and get you another start here at home. So they, my sister come home. Willie holds a revival at our church. So I go down to see him. He preaches a good message. He influenced me. He said, why don't you, he said, you know, you got this, you're married, you got this beautiful wife, you got this baby on the way. You know, don't you think it's time to maybe talk to the Lord? And so the men of God have come through your life. My dad, I, I listened to him preach every Sunday, basically, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I really didn't. I heard it, but I didn't hear it, you know. It was my that, dad. That's come, just dad. It's just his dad, yeah. But when my brother-in-law come back, and he held a revival, and they, now they was really serious about it, you know. Money was tight, you know, and stuff. And he preached, and we played and sang. And, and so I, I surrendered myself back to the Lord and, and at 19 years of age. Got back in. I quit playing the bars and stuff. I uh, got in and, and started raising my kids and stuff in church. And then I sat behind my dad the rest of that time behind the drums and really, you know, and I, I served the Lord. And I'm still trucking and stuff, you know. And, but when it come down, you know, we'll fast forward now, Willie. But he was really responsible for that revival there. Right. I mean, I knew the Lord, and I had seen some things happen in church, and good and bad. Right. But I, I, I always loved the Lord, but, you know, hey, man, you know, you're, you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you know. So, but at 19 years of age, you know, I become a man then. Mm-hmm. I had a family. I was working in Indianapolis, driving back and forth as a welder at a, a fabrication shop up there, and I was working beside guys your size or bigger, <laughs> you know. And here I'm a hundred pound, nineteen year old, and I'm up there working. Uh, I mean, we're working hard, you know. And uh, but I, I become a man, and 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 I I really got serious about serving God, and and my life it, it turned around. It changed. Yeah, yeah. it turned around, and uh, you know, and then the, the chapters as you go through your life is you know. Getting my own equipment, you know, and then doing that and, and then going to the next level. Getting my own authority and then, you know, and then, uh, you know, it's, there's there's ups and downs in life. And we all have trials and temptations and, and different seasons and stuff, you know. But I uh, I end up getting getting into transportation business where I could make some money. Mm-hmm. And I, I hauled some awesome loads. I hauled one load for 500 miles. It paid me $12,000. Oh, time. wow. That's the kind of freight I'd like to haul. <laughs> was that legal? <laughs> it was 17 foot wide. Oh, my. <laughs> 60 feet long. Oh, my. 15 feet yeah. in the air. But oh it paid my, good. <laughs> but, you know, you know, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of risk, big reward, you know. Yeah. That's right. And But I hauled a lot of them old heavy steel loads like you hauled. It didn't, wasn't worth putting on the truck, you know. Yeah. What I was wondering, you're – your dad was pastoring a church, and then he retired, and you become the pastor. Now, that's biblical. I mean, that's as biblical yeah. as you get if you study the tribe of Levi. Right. Was there, there, was there any, did you, was that a smooth transition, or did you have any uh, naysayers in the group? Well, there, there, was, there, was some, there were some difficulties in certain areas of it. Um, dad was ready to retire and mom was her health was you know i was yeah. good but some of the people you know they see me grow up as a kid in that church and they didn't have quite the, the respect that they should have had you know 
I can understand that. Uh, you know, yeah. they're saying, well, that's just, you know, that's just Richard, you know, he's kind of like they did Judas. That's just Joseph's son, you know. Sure. Just, he's just a carpenter's kid that's, there, you know. That's old dink. Yeah, that's old dink. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Jesus Christ fought the same thing when he's on there. He took, you know, they, they was always after him, you know. He said, if they persecute me, what are they going to do to you, you know. But I took the, the, some of that stuff, but the blessings and the, the benefits of God's kingdom. I mean, I look back at, of all my family, I probably, in man's eyes, was the least qualified to do that. They were all more educated than I was. You know, all smarter than me. That's the way Jesus operates. Right, he chooses, right. He chooses the simple things he, to confound the wise. He did. And, you know, I, I was just, I was really, and I, I told mom and dad, I said, well, why don't Frank do it? My older brother. He went to the Navy. He went to Vietnam. He, he served. He, he was, he could, he, man, his penmanship. I, I, I write something out there and it looks like everything but a word, you know. <laughs> he, he was a draftsman, you know, oh, just, yeah. I mean, yeah. just everything, just like it all smart. I, why don't Frank do it? He's one of these that, Frank wouldn't do it. Yeah. Why don't Jimmy do it? One wrote Great Day. Why don't yeah. Jimmy do it? He's the next one in line. Yeah. Jimmy was too busy chasing girls and yep. drugs and whatever, you know. Yeah. But God looks at your heart. Yes, he does. He looks at your heart, and and I I was willing to do it, but my man, it was tough. I'm telling you, it was tough. I bet it was. And I would yeah. study the messages, and memorize them, and and work on them. I mean, for hours and hours and hours to work on them. And even on my radio program yet today, I'm playing a lot of messages that I had taught ten years ago. And I was telling Brother Gary, they're still just as relevant today as they were back then, mm -hmm. if not more so. I said, did I really do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's the evidence of it. You know, it's, it's archived. and it's you know. You, you know, I haven't heard you preach, but I would bet you're a good preacher because resistance builds muscles, and resistance of that transition had to make you a good preacher. It, it's kind of like... Somebody telling you that you can't do something. It's kind of like the airplane thing. And I had a lot of, oh, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Well, you're not qualified. Well, yeah, I can do it, you know. See, man, man qualifies, but God calls. Calls you. Mm -hmm. and, and it don't matter if you're driving a truck down the road, if you don't have a college degree. If God chooses you. Who did he, what did, what did he say to Gideon? He said, no, I don't want to just get in you mighty. He said, no, I said, I'm the least of my tribe. I'm, I'm the least of my family. I'm, I, I'm, I'm down in a hole in the ground, you know. <laughs> he was in but hiding. He was hiding, yeah. He was in hiding. And, and, and what was it whenever uh, they come in and look and, and, and David was out tending sheep and all these other brothers and stuff? No, no, he didn't call him. He didn't. You know? any, he did, his father didn't even put him in the lineup. No, <laughs> didn't put him in the lineup. So, and then got to him, and and they, this is it. He's the one. Yeah. So you may not think you're the one, but if God says you're the one, you're I the think one. this is a very important for people to take hold of this principle. Is the fact that just because you you think you can't do something doesn't mean you can't do it. It's up to God. Yeah, God is. doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies, qualifies the, the called. called. There you go. And when you're the called, God will qualify you to do what he's called you to do. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's my story. I mean, I'm not qualified to do anything. You you asked me about starting a ministry. I didn't even have a computer. Didn't know how to. Didn't own one. Didn't know how to operate one. And now uh, that's and now that's three my main, three million CDs later. That's my main tool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I didn't. But God has taught me everything that I know about what what we do here in the ministry. And uh, he's put people in my path like Fred Mooney and Carlin Loker and, and tons of other people to teach me and to help me do what he has called me to do. I'm not qualified, but God qualifies yeah. the called. So we're in 2023 now, just right at the end of, of uh, April. So your conference is coming up in June. June 23rd, 24th, 25th. Are you going to be here? 20th. 3rd, 24th, and 25th. Yes. Well, let's pray for good weather. <laughs> and I'm going to fly that plane down here. All right. That'd be great. <laughs> and I'm going to circle around Lonesome Road Ministries from the air. You may want to go with me. We may have to may put have a, to... dump out some anointing oil from about 2,000 feet up or 1,000 feet up. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everybody pray for good weather on June the 23rd, 4th, and 5th, right? That's right. That I can... Come down here because I'm just a VFR pilot. That's visual flight rules. Yeah, and that's that. We're talking about the year 2023. Yes, this message will still be going out years from now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 2023. Yes, is the year that uh, that we made this CD right here. Yeah, but it's going to continue for eons. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's great. As long great. as there's a CD player, we'll have a CD of this message going out across the country. M- maybe he could do some smoke writing. I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> nah, don't push it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or have a banner tied behind his. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put you back here in a parachute behind it with a set of drums, and you can make him drum smoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a banner back there saying, listen to lonesomeroadradio.com. Yeah, yeah. He might have to get a bigger plate to pull that better. <laughs> but yeah, it's a yeah. It's so that, when my brother-in-law come back from Florida and, and he preached a good revival at, yeah. at nineteen, I, I turned myself back with the Lord and I, and I served in the kingdom, uh, just you know as, as a musician behind yeah. dad and stuff. And and it, but I, I got more serious about my family and taking them to church and stuff. And uh, God blessed me with a home and stuff. And but. Um, then that was in when I was nineteen, so I'm sixty six now. So it's forty some years ago. Uh, and you've been pastoring for twenty some years. Yeah, since two thousand six. Okay, so before that, you was uh, under your father. Yeah, sit behind him, right behind him yeah. in the church. Yeah, and you were still you was a truck driver over yeah. the road. Yeah, as when my father retired, and he did. He had the bishops in the organization. He had his own organization. Uh, with his licenses and stuff through it. And, and uh, we had, there was three, I think there was three bishops in that organization. They're all gone now. But they anointed me and passed down the anointing. And my sister, uh, my younger sister, co-pastored with me. She was kind of, uh, and, and she really, I mean, she's a songwriter. And, and you didn't hear her on this ear, but she's, she, we're all musical. And, and she knows the word of God, man. She's she's very, very strong in, in the faith and stuff. But, uh yeah, that, but COVID hit, mm-hmm. COVID hit, it just decimated, and that built a church, it's kind of like when you walked in this church here, mm-hmm. you know, 
Uh, he was a truck driver. He wasn't a carpenter, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's why I am. I'm a, I'm a truck driver, but I, I, my building skills. I mean, I could build, but I'm not. Man, there's some people who are just talented, you know. Those carpenters. I really, you really appreciate a good carpenter, you know. Yeah. And uh, but so we and then we we uh, my first my first service that I preached and uh, it was around it was in 2000, 2006, I think it was two thousand five two thousand six right in there. I was needing a confirmation from the Lord. Lord, am I really doing the right thing? You, you ever felt that? You know, when you're trying to do something, I'm sure that sometimes in the Lonesome Road Ministries, oh, Lord, yeah. am I just spinning my wheel? Lord, I need a confirmation. Yeah. Well, that Sunday morning, I preached a message, and I really needed something, you know, because I, I mean, I was, it was, I, it was, I was just a bundle of nerves, and I ended up baptizing four people, two, two people or four people that Sunday morning, right after the church service. They'd give their heart to the Lord that day. Awesome. And, I mean, that was a confirmation that I needed bad, you know. And so the Lord blessed me with that in my ministry. And my mom and says, well, there you go. You know, what more you want, you know. Once you get into the family of God and, and you surrender your life to the Lord, and, you know, it's like he'll take care of these situations. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these other things he's going to add unto you. And I figured that out, you know, uh, when that day when I lost that billfold <laughs> and God provided it back and he just wanted me to talk to him and really get down on my knees and, and call out on his name and and uh, reach the throne of God, the throne room of mercy. And I always pray that prayer and I pray, you know, Lord, have mercy and bless. And I call upon your throne room in the name of Jesus, you know. And uh, he, he he's a big, awesome God. And when it gets right down at the end of your rope, that's God's address, isn't it, you know? Amen. Amen. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, it's, it's a pleasure being here. And I'm, yeah. I'm, well, before we close today's program, we want to put on a truck driving song. You're a truck driver. Yeah. You've, uh, you've got a whole CD full of uh, – t- talk about that CD right there. Well, this is a, a CD that I, I made. Uh, I think it was back in 2004. Anyway, I, I've got all kinds of uh, road music on here. It's Highway 40 Blues. I'm a big Ricky Skaggs fan. Six Days on the Road, East Bound and Down, and – caravan and from jack to king summertime it's all guys uh but probably six days on the road is my, my okay. one of the famous songs that yeah. uh, maybe we could put that on okay. that's that's my favorite truck driving song right there <laughs> yeah uh, six days on the road six day, how would people get a hold of this cd well i'd like for them to get it through lonesome road ministries because okay. you reach a lot of people and well, you can uh, make copies of so it here. So I can make copies of make this. Make copies and, of it. And give them away free. Give them away free. For a donation. For a donation. Or whatever. And to support the ministry. And yeah. uh, you send them to that because you reach a lot of people. All right. And, and you know, I'm, I mean, I'm still in the trucking business. I've still got a couple of trucks. And I, I, but I'm real picky about where I go and what I haul nowadays, you uh-huh. know. Okay. And I'm used to home every night now. You, you know, you're in it to make money now, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> instead of instead of just a hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay. all right. Well, six days on the road. That's an old Dave Dudley song. Is this Dave Dudley singing this? Uh, that's me singing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. this is Rich Anderson singing. I'm playing drums on it, and you're also playing drums. I'm playing drums on it. You know, the magic of the studio. You know, yeah. laying it down yeah. tracks. And Mr. Joe Jackson is. Um, we've done it in his studio. It's a guy that plays guitar on my gospel stuff and on this country album here. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. We worked hard on that, uh, putting that together. And there's everything on that album from the Beatles. Uh, there's a couple of instrumentals, caravan drum solos on there. 
uh, six days on the road, eastbound and down. You know, the old Jerry Reed song is on there. And, and uh, but the true trucker, uh, any truck driver would love to have this CD. You heard, you heard a lot of it. I heard, I've heard a lot of it on the road again. Uh, there's even a, a Jingle Bell Rock. I put a Christmas song on there, yeah. Bobby Helms. Yeah, <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock. So they can. This, yeah. that it's is got that. it all. Yeah, it's got it's, it all on there. Even got There's a love song. On love it. song on there. Yeah. You make me feel like a man. That's I've dedicated that to my baby doll, Miss Chrissy. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. And I'm proud of the gospel album too. I, I, yeah. That one I did with my sister. That's got a, original stuff on it. It's just you can't get this anywhere else. I mean, this is just you know. Oh, Lonesome Road Ministry. Lonesome that's the road. only place you can get them right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you send them out, folks who want them, and for donations to Lonesome Road, and we can further the ministry. That's what it's all about. You know? That's what it's all about, yeah. is reaching people with the gospel message and helping others. And uh, it helps us when we can uh, continue you know, making these free CDs. I'd like to say something about this. You know, now, I got, I got some flack about, you know, this country album, but I have met more people. <laughs> through this album and it's come through our church yeah. than I have in a lot of different ways. And God will use tools. And, you know, if, you, if you're using it for his kingdom, I've got to go across the country. I was telling you about playing in Woonsocket, Rhode Island with yeah. a guy. Well, uh, who ever heard of Woonsocket, Rhode Island? I never heard of it. You I know? have. I'm a truck driver. <laughs> and we was over Been there. there. But, yeah, so don't let don't – let, the gangsayers and 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 uh, you know the the powers of darkness and and the spiritual wickedness and warfare in high places think that you're not you're not capable of doing something for the kingdom if you're just an old truck driver if you're just if you're just a layman or if you're just if you're not highly educated because God will use you in ways you can go as high in the kingdom of God as you will have faith to believe you can go. And there's no big eyes or little use in the kingdom. He's, he, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And I've seen him do things in, in my personal life, miracles, and I talked about a few of them there in this interview here we were doing, that there's a lot of other things that just happen along the way, you know, that uh, God will do. And, and people will just have the faith to believe. And Satan always puts doubt and negativity in mean, God... His word is, is about peace, joy, righteousness, kindness, and gentleness, and meekness, and temperance. And there's no law against that. And if we'll take that, take that road and, through, and, and apply his holy scriptures, and all scripture, all scripture, not just part of it, all of it, you know, is for reproof and correction, that a man of God may be thoroughly uh, made whole into the kingdom of God. And so that's... That's has to be my message. Don't let people tell you just because you're not doing something and qualified by the church world that you're not called by the kingdom of God because mm-hmm. you are, you know. And I, I would like for people to get get that that message part of it there. That uh, it, and it's worked for me, you know, and it's been a blessing in my life. And it's worked for me, and it'll work for whosoever out there. Yeah. And this is six days on the road. Okay. Pittsburgh rolling down the eastern seaboard I got my diesel wound up And she's running like I never before 
There's a speed zone ahead all right But I don't see a cop in sight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight I got me ten Ford gears in a Georgia overdrive I'm drinking good hot coffee and my eyes are open wide Well I just passed a Jimmy and a White I've been passing everything in sight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home Joe and some of the guys I can find one to hold me tight But I can never make believe it's alright Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Here we go Well the ICC Checking on down the line I'm a little overweight And my logbook is way behind All but nothing bothers me tonight I can dodge in on scales alright Six days on the road And I'm gonna make it home tonight Now my rig's a little old But that don't mean she's strong There's a flame from a stack Bowing black as cold. Now my hometown's coming in sight. If you think I'm happy, you're right. Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Look here, we go. Days on the Road is the title of your CD, and then you can get a copy of this at Lonesome Road Ministries. Just contact us, and we'll make sure you get a copy of it. And Rich, uh, we don't like to close any program without asking our friends and listeners out there, do they know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? Do you have a message on your heart right now that you'd like to share with those listeners out there that that might be away from God or, or that may never have accepted Jesus as their Savior. Do you have a message? Sure. And can you share that message with with our listeners? I can. You know, it's just like when I started in the ministry, and, and I really didn't want to step into it. 
but I did it because it needed to be done. And then but God enriched my life for doing it. And he always comes to the sacrifice. When you make a sacrifice, I don't care what it is. If you, if you buy a meal for someone, uh, or if you're sacrificing something and you're, you know, you're out there maybe in the cab of that truck and you're out there and you're sacrificing your home time so you can support your family. But if you'll add the kingdom of God to your life and you surrender to the kingdom, God, he sees that, he recognizes, and you call upon his throne of mercy and grace. My dad used to pray a prayer. He'd say, Lord, have mercy and bless. Have mercy and bless. God is full. He is, he is rich. His throne is rich with grace and mercy. You know what grace is? Grace is given us those blessings that we really shouldn't have. You know, he's having grace, and he's given us the things that we really shouldn't get. And mercy is withholding from you what you really should get. Because <laughs> we're all just sinners. Amen. Saved by grace. grace. Call upon his throne room of grace and mercy and surrender and I don't care what you think the problem is. It's like the billful problem I had. I prayed three times, and I earnestly prayed, and, and the gang shares were there, and the negativity was there, but God knew it was that. I just had to have faith to believe that he would rescue me that, out of that situation, I would find that billfold. I still got that billfold. It's all cut up with disc marks and leather and stuff still cut. The money was replenished, and I paid the truck off, like I said. But, but call out to the throne of God. It don't matter if you're rich, poor, beautiful, skinny, overweight, whatever. God loves you the way you are. And if you will change your mindset and surrender, find yourself a good Bible-based church. There's, there's one on every street corner. You can't, even this little town here, we're in here. Two or three churches. There's, there's, a, there's a good little church on every little street corner in every little town in this nation. That's one of the freedoms of this country, that we have freedom of worship. God will lead you to a good Bible-based church, and he will, he will turn your life around. He'll, make, he'll take that stony heart, and he'll, he'll, he'll break it down, and he'll take that vessel, and he'll mold it. And you can, be, you can go as high in the kingdom as God as, as you want to go. So we're, we're praying, Lord, as we call upon your throne room of mercy and grace, we ask you, wherever this person is at, Lord, whether it be on the road, whether you be at home, whatever occupation they are, Lord, that they're out there, Lord, and they're searching for, for a better way, God, and they want to turn their life over to you and say, I've tried it my way. It's not working, Lord. I'm calling upon your throne room of mercy and grace. Save my soul. Lord, I repent of my sins. I claim the redemption of your blood and repentance, Lord, and I ask you, Lord, to lead me to a servant of God that we can can lead me through your kingdom and can help me, Lord, a good Bible-based church that will teach me the true word of God. Lord, and I surrender this day, and I do it all in the holy name of Jesus. I claim it through your blood right now. Amen. Amen. And uh, if you prayed that prayer, then we want you to call Pastor Rich Anderson right now at 317-409-3045, and he will tell you all about his church, and the name of your church is? It's SPC Lighthouse. Okay, and you're located in? In Steinsville, Indiana. It's about oh. 50 miles south of Indianapolis. All right. And uh, you would be, be glad to uh, invite them to your church in, if they're looking for a good church in that area. And you've got a great church, and you do a radio program down at uh, what radio station? It's WVNI Spirit 95 out of Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. And they stream it. You can get it all over the 
all over Nation, the country. Yeah, just go go on the internet and put in uh, WVNI, Spirit ninety five point one, and we're on every Sunday morning at nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, you know, just regular time. I think we're an hour ahead of you guys, so we're on Eastern time, I guess. Yeah. So you're out there preaching the gospel right there in Steinville, and you're also taking the church to the people yeah. right where they're at. And I'm looking to do it on a bigger scale. Call Pastor Rich and talk to him if you prayed that prayer, or give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministry, uh, 618-383-2107. And remember this, friends, God loves you. And we, we do, do too. And this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn, and we'll talk at you later. God bless you, folks. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree